Raiders. They're not too far off. But, you know, and again, that's kind of what you got to do against those bad teams is uh, if you guys remember, like, the Chiefs, we had this big discussion during the entire Chiefs season where I was getting frustrated that we weren't blowing out these teams. And it's because it's frustrating to watch and you feel like a bad team. The Islanders aren't struggling against these bad teams. They're playing well against Mm -hmm. them. They're getting the job done. There's a lot of things to like right now. And and hockey, like, similar to – I think that football is kind of different in that, like, in football, you're going to have the majority of your, quote, starting players on the field at all times. Mm -hmm. So if, if, you know, your top top players decide to take a break, it'll be evident. Hockey is different because there's four lines. Right. And so it's much less likely – It's much less likely that your teams are – uh, your lines are going to take breaks because they're also competing to be on the, you know, the upper line and hockey's a lot more competitive in terms of staying power. Right. So, exactly. So that's yeah. why it's important that you beat up on these bad teams. Cause it shows that your whole team is like, it's good. Yeah. I, I like it. I, yeah, I, I like it a lot. I think, I, th- I don't think there's a lot to dislike here. Uh, the, the rookie goalie gets another win, has another great showing against the mm-hmm. Sabres. Uh, you know, he's, he's getting good time against real NHL, uh, real NHL squads, you know, and he's, he's playing well. Sorokin is just, and he's, he's playing well, and that's just even better signs, you know, and Varlamov is looking great in goal as well. They're just Mm -hmm. playing really good hockey right now. And yeah, it's against really bad teams, but that's what good teams do is they beat the shit out of bad teams. And they also beat the, at, uh, at the time, the number one team. So, I mean... Like here, like going through this last uh, since since our last show, mm-hmm. obviously as you said, the Sabers uh, we beat them all three times, which was only three games in between last show and this one. Right. Um, all scores of five to two. But going back, you have to go all, all the way back to February twenty seventh to see the last time the uh, hold on. Actually, you have to go back to February twentieth against the Penguins to see the last time the Islanders dropped a point. So that's two four. Five, seven, nine, yeah, 11, 13, 15, 15 point streak. Yeah, which is which That's is what and which is funny because the Islanders have done this kind of a lot. They do this kind of kind of the last few years where they just go on a crazy points run like this, and that fuels them. Because at the end of the day, if you get if you get points in fifteen or twenty straight games or whatever, you know, or twenty out of twenty one, like the Islanders did, uh it's a lot harder to miss the playoffs when you go on that bad run of having only three or four points. And it's right. funny, this and this season feels a lot like last season too, because I think the Islanders were struggling at the beginning of the season. And just like the first like week or so, like the Islanders started off two and five, you know, with a few overtime right. losses. But, you know, two or two and five overall. And then they woke up <clears throat> and rattled off these these crazy point streaks, and now they're going far. I mean, it, they're on they're on a good run. Like we said, they've won five straight games. They've won seven of their last eight. They've won. Right. They yeah. It's been. I'm not sure it's been 15 games since they lost last point, but I think it's been 10 games. Oh no, I said 15 point streak. Oh. Yeah, oh. not 15 games. It's the it's 20th. Been 10 games. It's been 10 games, right? Yeah, I mean February 20th was the last time we dropped a point. When we lost three two the pink. Oh, with it, oh they lost three two in regulation. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah, that's a nine the nine straight games with a point. They're on a nine game point streak, but in that nine games, they've cleared nineteen points. It's been pretty, right? Am I right? No, I'm doing math wrong, aren't I? I, I no, I think I think you, I think you added a game. Yeah, no, we're eight games 
15 points. I now see what you're saying. An eight-game, yeah. 15-point streak. I'm sorry. That was just yes. a really weird way to say that. But yeah, they've no, won. Good, they've good. won five straight. They're just they're they're on a good run. And when you go on these runs, it's just it's so hard to miss the playoffs. And and, and now uh, and now they're on top of the division, we, and they they're leading in points percentage uh, in the division, which is going to be probably important this year if we're being right. really honest with ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. so it's. I mean, the goal differential is the best the best in the conference. Also, something that tends to to level out the teams. Uh, Teams with better uh, goal differentials tend to end up on top of their division. Mm-hmm. Um, like here, just, just scrolling through the divisions right now. Uh, best goal differential in the Central is Lightning. Uh, they're on top of their division. Best uh, goal differential in the East is the Islanders. And obviously, they're on top of their division. Best goal differential in the West is the Golden Knights. They're on top of their division. And the best goal differential in the North is the Maple Leafs. And they're on top of their division. So, it just if you have the best goal differential... It mm-hmm. means you have the best balance in between your offense and your defense, right? And it just ends up, yeah, you win more games. And as we speak right now, the Isles are uh, tied with the Bruins, one-one going into the third. Which, uh, as we've said three or four times on this show, if a, a game is going to be decided where the other team only scores one or two goals against the Islanders, it's about an eighty-five percent chance the Isles are going to win that game. So feeling confident going into this third. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I feel great about it. It's it's just been a good time to be an Islanders fan. We're in a good run. Obviously, this won't last forever. They're not going to win every game. They're not going to get a point in every game. No team's ever done it before. No team will ever do it. It's like winning all. It's like it's like winning 130 games in baseball. You're not going to do it. You're just not going to do it. Right. Your team is going to drop some drop some games here and there, even if they're the best team in the mm-hmm. league. And that's I think that's hard to. I think that's something for like that's hard for like football fans. You know. Right. Like obviously, like NBA fans, MLB fans, NHL fans, every every sport except for NFL football, they know that their team won't win every game. Right. But and that the a loss isn't the end of the world. While it is disappointing, it's never you know it never damns your season like it does in football. Right. Because you know, uh, I think we always do this with with like baseball. You know, the football equivalent of losing or winning one game is ten games. You know, that's essentially. One sixteenth of the baseball season is ten games, and so with the NHL, one ex- one football loss would be five games, which would be a lot. You know, if you went on a five game losing streak, you're like, "Fuck me, this sucks." But dropping a game here or there isn't the worst thing in the world. Right. And you know, even if they don't beat the Bruins tonight, uh, being one one against them at the end of the, end of the second period means that the Islanders are getting to play how they want to play, and it's you know still good things to good things are happening, good things to be, are being seen right now, and I'm I'm yeah, really sure. liking what we're seeing. Uh, you know, again, hop on the bandwagon now, folks. This is a good team. This is yeah, this is yeah, a team that you want to hop on the bandwagon for. But, you know, maybe we're not always the most objective here about uh, about trying to make everybody be a fan of our team per se, right? Maybe some would yeah. say that maybe we're a little big on the Islanders. I don't. I, I mean, crazy that people would say that. But people, I've I've heard some whispers. People have said it. People have people have whispered it. So for our around the NHL segment, uh, we've obviously been doing our division previews. We got through those last week. So now we're introducing our new around the NHL segment. And uh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna we're busting out something special for this uh, oh. for the, for the first episode after the half year mark. And we're actually gonna bring on our first guest. For the for yeah, the, first guest that ever, we've ever right? had on this show, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. We'll see how it works. Uh, but uh, 
yeah, we're going to bring in our buddy Aaron, who is a uh, Florida law, uh, Florida Panthers in a uh, fan. He's, a, you know, obviously that's an NHL team that's in the Central Division, and we're bringing him in here to talk about uh, talk about the Florida Panthers. So let's bring him in. Uh, Florida Panthers, among other teams in the Central Division and other teams in the NHL, but mostly the Florida Panthers. So let's get him in here. Right. Let's see how he's doing. All right, we're bringing him up. Aaron, are you with us? From the seven eight six, it is Aaron. Here <laughs> yeah. I am. Uh, yeah, you're in the you're in the seven eight seven. six, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm born and raised, you know, um, a Florida Panthers fan, two years old. Um, you know, <laughs> I I've followed them for basically my whole life. Yeah. of um oh. the past two years so <laughs> i i can i can give you some updates from uh, here from uh, the central what uh, is what is it do you want to know <laughs> well i guess when we were doing our central division preview aaron we uh we always made ourselves pick our favorite team in the division just uh for cheering wise and who we actually thought would win the division and then our favorite player in the division just that's the ones that's the most fun to watch so uh obviously i feel like you might uh just from your intro here you might be a little skewed towards the Florida Panthers side, but uh, Panther up, baby. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm sh I'm sure they say that all the time. Uh, <laughs> what, what? Who is your? What's your favorite? Who's your favorite team? What's your favorite team? Who's your favorite team in the division? And uh, who's your favorite player? Obviously, who's your favorite team in the division that's not the Panthers? Yeah, so yeah. How about that? Let's start there. Who do you think is actually going to win this division, Aaron? Oh, okay, okay. Well, you, you have know, to be realistic with okay. It. If if I have to be realistic. Um, the Florida Panthers are going to win the division. Um, they are going off. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Basically, no. Okay, fine. Uh, I'll 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 back it up a little bit. I do think Carolina overtakes Tampa Bay here. Whoa, um, Carolina Whoa. is. Yeah, they are. This team is good. This Carolina team is good. They have beat the Florida Panthers um, the last three times they have faced each other. So they are. I hate to say it, but this Carolina team is really solid. Um, two of those games were overtime losses, though, so I can't be mad about that. Um, I mean, this Tampa Bay I Lightning Florida, team is pretty, pretty good, lineup. too, you know? Well, you know, they okay, did so this, win, this the, win the Stanley Cup last year, you know? <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I think, right. but I think we, we see it in across the board in all sports. It's really hard to repeat. And yeah, and I sure. think um, especially in a weird year, like where they're just stuck on the east and the central area, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to see Tampa Bay winning again and also winning this division because, I mean, Florida was able to get goals on them. They won 5-2 and 6-4 back in February. Yeah, um, They're not playing them again until March 21st, which is just a one game um, and then only four more times after that. So, right. mm -hmm. uh, when, but when I look at it, I think Florida matches up really well against Tampa Bay. And I think other teams in the division match up well too. Um, it just can get down to get down the ice and score. So I, that's why I'm picking Carolina. Carolina can put up points on anyone in the division. Um, and then the Chicago team is also coming up, but little, I don't, they're not going to win the division. A little but, sleeper. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, like you, you wouldn't, 
after the first seven games, you wouldn't expect one in six Chicago to already be yeah. uh, in fourth place and and have a solid number of points. So yeah, yeah. So Aaron, when when you said the Hurricanes, you know, being an Islanders fan, it kind of cringe. You know, the Islanders and the Hurricanes don't really get along very well in terms of teams. Always scrappy games between us two. Bastard. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking at the stat sheet and I was thinking, man, this guy's crazy. The Hurricanes. But as I'm checking in, the only so currently the Lightning are on top, but they only got a one point lead. They do have a game in hand, but the only real difference between the Hurricanes mm-hmm. and Lightning. Is that the uh, the Hurricanes have won one more game, but the uh, the Hurricanes have two regulation losses and one overtime loss, while the Lightning has four uh, regulation losses and two overtime losses, and they've actually scored the most goal mm-hmm. uh, most goals in the division, which I was surprised to find out. So yeah. they, yeah, I mean, now that I'm looking at yeah. it, yeah, it, it isn't crazy. I think I think you might actually be onto something. We, I think we might legitimately see uh, the Hurricanes win the division at least in the regular season. Right, and we've mm-hmm. talked and we've talked about how in the East, yeah, there's going to be think... a, a playoff-worthy team that's going to miss the playoffs. You know, whether it's the Philadelphia Flyers or the Boston Bruins, who are in fourth place right now, which is crazy. You know, the Flyers are in fifth, obviously, mm-hmm. but it does. It, it, but for the Central Division, it does feel like there's more of a clear cut, obviously, with uh, six points separating fifth, fifth, and fourth place there. Yeah, yeah. I this Columbus Blue Jackets team is not going to be very good. They are. Florida is actually beating them right now, three to one, um, in the beginning of the third period. So they're they're just kind of um, kicking their butts again, as they've done <laughs> for the past few games against uh, mm-hmm. Columbus. So yeah, it, pretty clear cut who the top four teams are. I I actually don't know what to make of this Dallas Stars team too. I do think that Very they surprising. they could end up making a run and overtaking Chicago. They got six games in hand, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many teams have six games in hand? Yeah, yeah the, it's just to, uh, there's always the, there's stuff. always the struggle of teams getting derailed when uh, when they go on those COVID breaks. Obviously, they're 20 games in because they've had the COVID breaks. Uh, the New Jersey Devils, the Buffalo Sabers, are a great example. Also, a team that had yeah. to had to take a break, and those teams just come back looking very rusty. So the Stars obviously do have six games in hand. But they are 12 points back. So even with those games in hand, they still haven't played very well. They've lost more games than they've won. But they do have five overtime losses, mm-hmm. which is insane in 20 games. One fourth of your, you're losing one fourth of your games in overtime. And, you know, obviously that's the thing that can make or break a season. Because, I mean, five more points, you're sitting at 24 points, and you've got six games in hand. You're only seven points back. You know, you're feeling a lot better. But, uh, yeah, I definitely, mm-hmm. I definitely feel that uneasiness with the with this with the team that went uh to the stanley cup finals last year right yeah yeah right? that's who they, they, play. they yeah, are right? real hot yeah, yeah if, you're, if you'll yeah. if you'll remember i predicted that they would win in game seven right yeah so it's it's kind of <laughs> yeah but it's kind of uh you know weird to see a team that went that far uh fall off so hard also but yeah i so right Okay, so your favorite team is the Florida Panthers. If you had to pick a team, you pick the Carolina Hurricanes. Who's your favorite player in the division? Not on the Panthers. No, how about on Not the, on no, the no, Panthers? No, no, we'll let you, this one be on the Panthers. I think we picked. I, I think we picked Islanders players. So yeah, well, we'll do both. Do both. Do your favorite player on the Panthers, and then your favorite player outside the Panthers. Yeah, so I I do want to talk about my favorite player on the Panthers, and he's not one of the top two uh, points getters on the team, but he's a guy named Patrick Hornquist. Um, wow. You might remember that name from Pittsburgh. 
Um, he was drafted the same year as uh, Sidney Crosby, and oh. he was drafted with the last overall pick, and Sidney Crosby was drafted with the first overall pick. So kind of mm. funny. He's Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, <laughs> but he uh, he is uh, a power right wing. He is just going to um, kind of do everything that you need from from them. And um, he seems to be all over the place. Like, and, and at 34 years old, like, um, just what Steve Goldstein has said, um, who is the voice of the Florida Panthers, is that you know you wouldn't expect this from him at this point. Like Pittsburgh didn't. That's why they let him go so easily. So um, mm-hmm. he's definitely the guy that uh, I think really keeps the pace for the Florida Panthers. Um, he can play on both. Huberdos and Barkov's units because they're not playing on the same unit very often. Right. So, yeah. Um, Absolutely yeah, shocked we're not talking about Jonathan Huberdo right now. That's crazy. Absolutely shocked yeah. that you did not pick the guy that's <laughs> that's leading your team in goals and tied for the team lead in assist so, and obviously leading leading yeah. the team in points. But I mean, I respect it. I respect not going to top there. I mean, I think we we've talked about it a lot. I think my favorite player, you know, obviously, I think a lot of people go Matthew Barzell off the Islanders, but right now I'm yeah. I'm, I'm fanboying over Jonathan uh, Pajau, Gabriel, yeah, dude. John Gabriel <laughs> Pajau. So I'm uh, a yeah, so I feel that I feel that for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. Proud of you, proud absolutely. Of you. And then so for my favorite favorite player not on the Panthers, it, it's tough. I I don't want to just go to the very top of you know the right. standings and everything like that but i i do really like um steven stamkos uh he had like yeah. a really fun mm-hmm. goal mm-hmm. earlier in the year it was yeah. like um i think like by behind the back just like um uh, somebody who you know, like yeah, he's, he's got, got that experience sauce. too like <laughs> yeah he is saucy um <laughs> he's been in the league for 12 years at 30 yeah fantastic uh, but you know he's He's I don't just think on, on said the Stamkos when we said our favorite player uh, out of the central. So no, I think I think we I think we fam I fanboyed over Vasilevsky. So the goalie, yeah, yeah, you're a yeah. big goalie mm-hmm. guy. I'm a big goalie. I love I love a goalie. Uh, well, we really appreciate you coming in here, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, kind of educating some of our listeners on uh, another team in the NHL that people could cheer for, um, I guess. Um, <laughs> but before we let you go, uh, obviously your, your calling card on uh, a lot of things is one KC sports fan or KC sports fan seven or whatever, whenever, you know, if people see you in the chat or whatnot. But I do have one question for you, Aaron, that r- involves Kansas City sports. And that is what would you do with Bobby Witt Jr. after spring training this year? I would love to say, bring him up, but the dude has not played since uh, 2019 in rookie ball. Like he has got to get some swings against other guys. Like I love, I love a 480 foot home run against a big leaguer. I think um, that's something that you're not going to see from many top prospects. And that's a very good sign, but um, there's no way in the world that you bring up the dude right now. Like, he, <laughs> like he has got to see some some studs in Double A. Um, he's going to start in Single A. That's a guarantee. Yeah. Uh, maybe he hits four sixty six. Maybe he hits two sixty six. Um, I, I like that the Royals have a new Single A stadium that's not Wilmington because mm-hmm. oh god, that was the worst stadium ever. I cannot believe that you would ever want to have a stadium right off the East coast um, where balls are just going to die in the wind and, and like home runs are not going to get out 
So it gets them used to Kaufman. They start him in a good stadium. Yeah. 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 Gets them used to not hitting. But it's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. Just like stunting their growth. So anyway, but but I you got to start him in single A. Um, and then you know if he's if he's doing well in double A, pull him up in August. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I oh. wish I wasn't lame, but yeah. I, I gotta be old man yells at cloud and service time. I know. <laughs> I think I think we did this with Bubba Starling a few years back. We all fell in love with him. He was batting like 400 in spring training. We all went we oh, all went God. crazy, and then he got to the league and he sucked. So maybe spring tra- training numbers aren't the most <laughs> important thing. I think three Royals players hit home runs against that pitcher yesterday, and in spring training, you never know what they're working with. Some some guys like, oh yeah, I want to work my fastball right down the middle all day. I'm gonna get fucking shelled. Oh, I yeah, so, I mean. Uh, yeah. I, I was listening to uh, to KC Radio. Uh, I, I, I remember the soundbite from a couple of years ago. Uh, they said that, like, you know, really veteran players will do stuff like that. And, yeah. like, for example, Alex Gordon has to- told the media that, like, during some of his spring training games, he would be like, I'm only swinging at sliders. And if the pitcher didn't throw a slider, he wouldn't swing. He would just strike out and street their pitch. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you never know what's going on. Uh, <laughs> but we do appreciate you having, in it, having you in, Aaron. <laughs> Uh, getting, sure, to, getting to talk to you about a little Florida Panthers. Uh, you know, maybe we'll hear from you in the future. Maybe we'll maybe we'll bring you. You know, there's going to be more Royal stuff probably coming back on. So, uh, you know, we might have to bring you back in once the season starts or whatnot. So, uh, we really appreciate you. Got anything? Got any, got any awesome. place to find anything? To shout out real quick before we let you go. Um, not much really. Just go go Panthers. Uh, <laughs> Panther up. Um, <laughs> but thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah man. thanks for coming. Alrighty, man. We'll see you. We'll see you when we see you. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Oh, that was. Yeah, that was solid. That was a solid first guest. Yeah, solid first guest. Big thanks to Aaron there for coming on, uh, educating everybody else in the other hockey teams that are in the NHL. And uh, to kind of wrap up the NHL here for a bit, Owen, let's get our hockey term of the week. Yeah. So I was really thinking about this, and. I, I was thinking I might do something kind of silly, kind of fun, Ooh. but then I remember something that's really important that I didn't understand for a while, mm-hmm. and that term is boarding. It's actually oh. a it's a it's a penalty in hockey, mm-hmm. and in a sport that's like entirely dominated by really violent hits and encouraged fights, it's kind of weird to see you know a, a penalty for something violent and dangerous to players because you know it, it kind of seems like hockey doesn't care, but they do with this penalty called boarding. So, according to the rule book, boarding is a hit that causes a vulnerable player to crash into the boards at an excessive force. So, it's purposely vague, and it's up to the referee's uh, discretion, obviously, just like all sports. But mm-hmm. basically, they really don't want players who are stopping or slowing down near the boards to get knocked off their feet, get de- de-iced, and crack their head into the wall. That's yeah. what boarding is. Right. So, and oftentimes, if one of your players gets boarded, a fight happens, and whoever did it gets gets beat up by Ross Johnston. Right. It's so, like it's it's like it's like hitting a quarterback after the whistle, or hitting somebody on the sideline. Where well, it's mostly like the quarterback because everybody always fights for the quarterback whenever there's a late hit or something like that. It right. is very similar to something like that. Right. It's yeah. It's like a late hit on the sideline. That's actually a perfect example. Like you know, technically, it's inside the rules to hit somebody on the sideline. But in hockey, it's technically not, but it's 
Well, you basically, can, just you don't can hit, send people. You can hit people into the boards. You can't send them headfirst into the boards. You can't really right. Like if someone's against the wall, you can come up and smack them as hard as you want because mm-hmm. it's basically just to prevent people from going headfirst into the into the wall, into the boards, which is the you know the walls around the hockey, the mm-hmm. wood part of the hockey panels, and that is your hockey term of the week, boarding. I like it. I like it. Uh, with that being said, I uh, have a hockey strategy of the week for you. And uh, I think we kind of talked a little bit about uh, dropping the puck in uh, last last week. So this kind of relates to it, is, and it's a reason that you would drop the puck in. And uh, my hockey strategy of the week this week is actually line changing. And, of course, you say, well, line changes, Truman. Isn't that a hockey hockey term? And I say, hey, fuck you. This is my show. This is mine, <laughs> mine and Owen's show. We get to determine the rules on what happens here. So, yeah, it kind of is. But yeah, it's also kind of a hockey strategy. And yeah, before we started this season, did I not realize that there wasn't going to be 30 hockey strategies I could run through with you guys? Yeah, I might not have planned it out well, okay? That's <laughs> kind of what what's happened here. So the hockey strategy of the week is uh, we're going to talk about line changes. What a line change is is that hockey players, uh, it's, it's a hard game to play. If you ever, if you ever uh, hear stories about hockey players like in normal people clothes, uh, a lot of them actually have to go and get uh, <laughs> like custom pants because their thighs and their hamstrings and their ca- and their just their legs are so massive. Because you know you've gone. Oh, and you ever been ice skating? Yeah, of course. You ever come home from ice skating or gone done yeah, stuff it afterwards? It hurts. Your legs are <laughs> tired. Now imagine doing that for hours a day at high uh-huh. speeds having to also do other stuff other than try not to fall down <laughs> right right and, and actually and, and, and here to piggyback for you real quick yeah uh, the reason that hockey players get so tired is because the way you accelerate is totally different from running because in hockey you have to lean really far down and have a really low center of gravity to be able to push off a slick surface mm-hmm. and that just murders your legs yeah yeah, so they have to keep players fresh, and they do this by doing something called line changes. Lines, there's four. You, you typically have four lines in hockey, uh, which is basically just a shift of players that you have come in, and uh, they'll do something called a line change. And this can either happen during the play or during a stoppage, unless the stoppage was icing. So if your team ices the puck, again, we were talk- talking about dropping the puck in last week where you don't want to throw it across the blue line because that will cause icing and it will cause a stoppage of play. So as long as you don't do that, uh, as long as the icing is not on your team during any stoppage, you can change out your line and get a fresh a fresh group of players in there. Typically, your lines are a couple minutes to mm, three to four to five minutes long. Uh, four to five minutes is a really long line shift. Uh, but the in like recreational leagues, it's a lot closer to one one or two minutes for line changes. But yeah, I'm pretty. I, I'm pretty sure they try to shoot for that in the pros too. I think longer ones are like three or four. Yeah, right. Yeah, obviously there's a. It's different different uh, levels to it, but yeah. So when we're doing that, they're trying to keep players fresh. So you would drop the puck in. Uh, is if if you notice that you're not gonna have a good offensive play, a player might drop the puck in, and then they'll you'll see them skate off, or they'll say. Uh, the, the announcers will say, oh, and Barzal's going to drop the puck in here, let the Islanders get some fresh legs or some fresh bodies out on the court. That's that's when a line change is happening, is basically you throw the puck down far enough, and these guys are like a NASCAR pit crew. One got one, They hop over the wall, the team's ready to go, and they're ready to get out there. You know, they got to get through the door or whatever. 
Uh, they get pretty seamless on it. They can cause a penalty called too many men on the ice. It's very common where if you have, uh, you can have like six guys on the ice at, by accident at some point. But if you have six guys on the ice and then one guy uh, goes and plays the puck or somebody that should have been making a line change or something like that plays the puck, then you'll run into something called uh, too, too many men on the ice. It's a minor penalty. It'll cost you, it'll cost right. you two minutes in the box. In, in the sin bin, as they call it. But... The uh, sin bin. The sin bin, hey, yeah, dude, that hockey Wait, term. isn't wait, that a hockey term? Wait, I think the sin bin's a hockey strategy. Wait a second. No, no. <laughs> but, so yes, yeah, so uh, so line shifts. That's your hockey strategy of the week. It's basically getting fresh players in. It's uh, it's like basketball substitutions, If but you substitute the whole team in the middle of a play. It's like if you could yeah. slowly roll a basketball down on your side of the court into the corner slow enough that all of your players could get off the court and all of you, and it, a fresh set of five new players could get in to defend the ball when it comes That'd back down. That's essentially what a line shift is, and that is the hockey strategy of the week is how to play line shifts. Another reason to like hockey, boys. Players are constantly flying in and out all the time. It's fast plays. Another reason to watch hockey. I, it, it's, I, I say it's like soccer if the soccer field was like 30 yards long. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that's why I encourage everybody who watches soccer to also watch hockey. I mean, uh, they, call, uh, they call soccer the beautiful game because of how long it takes to set up. Uh, they call hockey a really fucking violent, fast-paced game because, uh, believe it or not, it's really fucking violent and fast-paced. Is that, is, is that the official term for it? <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's what I've heard in inner circles. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, that'll probably wrap it up for the hockey segment for us. Uh, let's talk, and again, as always, we do a little bit of health here during the offseason. Uh, you know, what? I, I know I've been working out. I know Owen's maybe started a new thing here. Owen, yeah. uh, how was your health week? Well, let's let's do the health week recap. Owen, how was yeah, it? Yeah, sure. So I've continued to be uh, eating well. Uh, really been changing my diet, not eating out very much. Mm-hmm. I did go out to dinner once Ooh. last week. But oh. that was to more of to celebrate uh, my soon-to-be roommate uh, getting the, the house, uh, getting some progress on the house renovation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and to be fair, I did have a shrimp po' boy, which, as everyone knows, is not very many calories. It's a lot so, of bread. Kept, it's a lot of bread. It, it is a lot of bread. Was it fried shrimp? Yeah, but it was like five. <laughs> the the point is that I also... <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> shrimp on bread. It's, uh, everyone knows health food. Um... But I did start uh, a new recreational activity that's really gonna to help me out with my fitness, and then mm-hmm. I start I started refereeing soccer again, which nice. uh, if uh, obviously I just got finished talking about soccer, but the fields are big, yeah, and referees have to run all the way around them, yep. And since I this is something that I've done before in my career, I'm not doing the little kid games. I'm basically uh, locked into basically only doing 16 year olds up to uh, 15 to 16 year olds up to. 18 year olds mm-hmm. so basically the max running and i can tell you truman that on sunday and monday and a little bit today pretty damn sore yeah which means i was getting a pretty good workout in i'm very excited about it it should <clears throat> it really help me uh drop some of these uh water weight pounds that are basically the only thing left on me yeah i'm jealous i'm jealous uh yeah i actually uh rediscovered something this week as well and i forgot how much i loved uh boxing as a workout it's such a great mm. 
It's such it a great, I, I found my weighted, uh, you know, and again, I've never had any formal training. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not any good at it. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm not any good at boxing. <laughs> I like boxing as a workout. You know, again, it's a great workout. It's arms, it's abs, oh, it's, it's legs, it's cardio, it's everything. And I forgot how much I loved it. And I uh, went to go pull out my, uh, like I have a bag of uh, ac- activity stuff is what I call it. And I've sure. got, and, and so, you know, at some point, Owen, if we, if we start working out together, I got, I got, you know, I got little practice pads, you know, like those boxers hit when they warm oh, up. Oh, you got like the, the, the hand pads mm-hmm. for like the, 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 mm-hmm. the training partner stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh, sick. Mm-hmm. So we might yeah, have to, might sure. have to hit a little bit of that sometime if we ever work out together. And, uh, but, uh, I rediscovered that, you know, I was like, oh, I should bring that bag up. And when I pulled that up, I even found my weighted, just like boxing trainers that I can throw on my hands and they're. Like, you ever wear those ankle weights where it's just, like, sand? It's just sand. It's all sand. Uh, you, yeah. like, wrap them around your legs to, like, make you move slower. These are for uh-huh. your hands, basically. You you put your fingers through it and you put your thumb through it. And it's basically like boxing. It's more like the tape in a way. But you're weighted in so that, you know. And so I was doing that as a workout. Because I'm a big, as we talked about in the show before, I'm a big cardio as in, in the form of doing something. I don't like to just go run or just go walk. Or just go yeah. bike. I like to go do stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So, boxing is my new cardio choice. That's solid, helps, dude. It, it and for anybody who hasn't, and, yeah, anybody who hasn't done boxing as a workout, dude, you're missing out. It is tough. Yeah, it is tough. It is. And uh, so I got that this going for tough. me. And and daylight savings time hits this weekend. Oh, it does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, is that is that the one where we get the extra? You get extra? no, no. You lose the hour of sleep, but you get the extra hour of daylight at the end of the day. Fuck. No, no, it's it's fine. I will trade an extra hour of sleep right now for an extra hour of sunlight because you know what that means, Owen? Is it means that the sun isn't going to set until like seven o'clock or like seven fifteen here, nice which means that now I can go hiking after work, which means you're even more screwed. See, but the thing is, Truman, that you failed to consider that the more sunlight for me also allows me to go skating after work. So you're also screwed. Yeah, I, I, I take I take hiking over skating every day. That, that's I, what you I, think, I can dude. burn Not, like 800 calories in an hour hiking. Yeah, bro. Listen, dude, I skate or die. So I mean, you're you're like uh, maybe we're both gonna <laughs> have some good setups here. You know, maybe this is a healthy activity. Yes, maybe this, maybe this is healthy competition, yes. Uh, Literally. Wayne, two weeks, Owen. Yeah. Hope you're ready. Hope you're oh. ready. Hope you're oh, ready. I hope you're ready, son. I hope you're ready. All right. Uh, that'll kind of wrap it up for the health stuff. Let's do some uh, random sports grab bag. We always do a random sports topic. Uh, I think last week we talked about NFL quarterback free agency. Was that last week? Yeah, we talked about the quarterback the, yeah, the quarterback car- uh, carousel. <laughs> and then uh, the week before that, we talked about Royals spring training, who had the most uh, pressure put on them. So this week, I actually want to go back to the NFL. Uh, obviously, we're kind of always going to be a little, you know, I'm not going to lie to you guys. We're always going to be a little more rooted in the NFL. We're, we, we like the NHL. We love hockey. Big hockey guys. But at the end of the day, all of our formal training and talking about right. sports was in the NFL. We were big and NFL guys. And uh, believe it or not, Truman and I both have jobs, so it's easiest for what, us to watch an NFL games over over the NHL. Sometimes right. the NHL's got a weird time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we're going back to the NFL, and the, I have, the question I have for you is a simple one. 
Uh, uh, Dak Prescott got paid this week. I don't know if you saw. Yeah. He got paid yeah, today. Yeah, forty-two. Yeah, he uh, five years, like forty-two mil per year, right? Four, four years, years. one hundred and sixty mil. Four yeah, years, f- forty mil per year on average. Yeah, it was like forty-two mil a year. Yeah. And the question this raised for me, so like we had heard like last year they were offering Dak Prescott thirty million dollars, and he was like no, which obviously has been a great, great idea. Yeah, Even after job, tearing his ACL, he still got paid forty years, forty mil a year. Uh, and Deshaun Watson got paid this last offseason. He got four years, 156 mil, which means he got 39 million per year. And I'm, uh, sure, he's, I'm sure he's so upset. So the question that I want to ask you is, are NFL quarterback qu- contracts broken right now? Uh, well, we, we kind of talked about this when Patty Mahomes got paid. But, yeah, I mean – but the thing is that the only reason we say that is because the absolute top level quarterbacks are getting paid right now. So, you know, Patrick Mahomes, we would consider the probably, you know, between us, the best quarterback in the league. He got paid the most. Deshaun yeah. Watson, I don't think you can put him down farther than four. So he got paid. And then I certainly think that you have to keep Dak in the top seven, six or seven. And he got paid. So, I, I mean... I think they are, but aren't at the same time because you have to pay your top level quarterbacks, or somebody else will. All right. All right. Luckily, luckily the NFL is in a place with a salary cap that basically every team is gonna have around the same, you know, spending money for this kind of thing. Right. Obviously, uh, maybe the quarterback is the most important position in the NFL. Blah 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 blah. Sure. So let's let's play a little game here for you, Owen. Oh God, I'm scared now. Uh, let's play. Who gets paid more? I love this game. Teddy right, Bridgewater or Amari Cooper. Who gets played paid more? Oh God! Did it... Answer honestly. Or Teddy. I I do think it's Amari Cooper because there's no way that Teddy Two Gloves is getting more money than Amari. On average yearly contract value, Teddy Bridgewater is making more than Amari no. Cooper. Teddy oh, Bridgewater my... gets paid a million more. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, hmm. Let's see here. Oh, and Aaron Donald or Derek Carr? Who gets paid more? Don't, don't tell me that Derek Carr gets more money than Aaron Donald, Truman, please. I'm not telling you anything. This is, this is, this is, you're the, you're the contestant on this game, uh, Owen. Who gets paid more? Probably Derek Carr. It is Derek Carr. Derek Carr uh, makes 20, $25 million per year. Aaron Donald makes 22 and a half. Um, Derek, metal militia eyeliner man, mm-hmm. gets more mm-hmm. money than the 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 best tackle in the league. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Matthew Stafford or Joey Bosa? Well, I, I don't think that's fair. I think it's I I just, I just think it's Stafford because I think Stafford's good. But this isn't fair because they actually get paid the same amount of money. It's actually good. what? That was sorry. good for Joey. Sorry, man. Sorry, sorry, all sorry, right. sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's mix it up. Let's mix it up. Uh, DeAndre, yeah, that. DeAndre Hopkins or Jimmy Garoppolo? Man, this still, this segment's gonna depress me, bro. Don't don't tell me that D Hop gets paid less than Jimmy G. And then again, this is always on average uh, average yearly value. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo makes two hundred fifty grand more than DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, DeAndre <sighs> Hopkins makes twenty seven uh, two fifty and. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo makes $27,500. Oh, my gosh. I knew that Jimmy G contract was terrible when they signed it. I can't believe they actually gave him that much money. 
Yeah, another one that surprised me was the Jared Goff contract. Obviously, he got traded, but it was like, why did you sign him for four years? Yeah, he had forty four. Like it was like forty million dollars a year, right? Thirty three and a half, but still, he gets paid more on an average rate than Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins. I guess none of those quarterbacks are amazing. But Jared Goff isn't better than any of those quarterbacks, which is yeah. Really I would choose all of those quarterbacks over Jared Goff at this point. Yes. In twenty eighteen, I'm taking Jared Goff. He was he was incredible. The top eleven contracts average yearly value are all quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo is number eleven. Uh, it ranks Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Jimmy Garoppolo. Honestly, just good for Ryan Tannehill. That's what I got from this list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, good for Ryan Tannehill. Good for Matt Ryan. Honestly, Matt Ryan about thirty million. That feels honestly kind of right. He got paid oh, obviously I mean, right after his MVP season, I think, in twenty eighteen. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think you feel awful paying Matt Ryan thirty mil. Like he's not. I don't think so either. He's, he's not, not incredible, fault. but he's better. He's better than Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins. Well. Probably. Probably better than Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, and Jared Goff, which are the three quarterbacks that are above him that are getting paid in yearly value. So, I don't know. So, the question is, are NFL quarterback contracts broken? I think kind of. I think Patrick Mahomes, in a way. So, also, what the Chiefs have done is the Chiefs, uh, I think I saw this today, is that the Chiefs were able to actually really structure the deal well in a way that helps the Chiefs or allows them some flexibility and things like that. Right. Because we all... With a lot of, like, contract bonus stuff. Yeah, obviously, we had the first weird year with the cap ever with the COVID where I think it actually went down a little bit or maybe stayed the same. It didn't yeah, go up like, nearly as much as... Next year is the year where the damage is getting done. Yeah. And people are saying that the Dak Prescott deal is a sign that uh, that Jerry Jones uh, knows that there's a huge mega NFL TV contract coming through. So that could possibly, and which will raise the salary cap. So, oh, dude, Allen Robinson's gonna be a chief if that happens. Um, but so that being said, uh, it, it might have just been a Dallas quarterbacks, but uh, like Dak Prescott gets paid, I think seventy-five million dollars in the first like two years of his deal, in the next two years, and Patrick Mahomes gets paid like forty-five or something. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. It's disgusting. Because they structure his contract a, a lot with like 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 bonuses and stuff right right but yeah. there's still like it's like uh it's still like 480 guaranteed right yeah i think the patrick mahomes deal is unlike any contract we've ever seen obviously we've seen like baseball players sign 10 and you know 12 year deals but we've never seen them sign it at 20 age 25 we've seen well, i mean we saw the we saw the, the tatis deal right <laughs> yeah well no how much how much is he getting paid Oh, he got paid a lot. He got he's got like a twelve year deal, but he's kind of getting shafted. Right, but exactly. it was just a, like a, a mega deal. Yeah, he's getting three hundred forty mil for fourteen years. That's very similar, but that is still less than Patrick Mahomes is getting paid. And but at, but at the same time, Dak Prescott just got paid forty million dollars, which is which is insane. It's and somebody makes a makes a great point in the chat is that if you don't have one of those top ten quarterbacks, you just keep on drafting rookies like the Bengals did. That's a great great job there by the Bengals is to just draft Joey Bosa uh, Joey uh, Joe Burrow what instead of uh paying Andy Dalton you know th- probably right. if you paid Andy Dalton and you were the Bengals you're probably gonna have to pay him 25 mil honestly you're gonna have to pay him Teddy Bridgewater right. money at least which is 21 which is insane that right. Teddy Bridgewater makes that much money because he's a they're trying to make him a backup at this point 
uh, right. Like he's, a, he's a mid level. He's like a mid. He's like a mid level quarterback. He's like definitely yeah. NFL talent, but he's not like NFL championship talent. He's good enough to still be starting, but he's not good enough to ever make a Pro Bowl probably ever again, which is really un, un, unfortunate because Teddy Bridgewater was so good before he tore his ACLs. But right. I think the Patrick Mahomes deal is an is going to be an interesting study because we've seen a Rod or like Pujols and those guys sign. $30 million for 10 years when they were 27. And then obviously those deals didn't work out. But when Patrick Mahomes deal is done, he'll be 34 years old. Right. Right. Cause he's 20, he's 25 right now, which is really upsetting because I'm 24, which is really pissing me off. <laughs> and by the way, the New York Islanders are in overtime right now. Um, Hoggers. so the point streak continues. Will it yes, be a will the win streak continue is a good question, but, uh, so I mean, that's just a weird it's going to be interesting to see because, you know, by the end of this decade, somebody will be making, by the end of Mahomes' contract, somebody will be making more than him yearly while being worse than him. Somebody is going to get paid over $45 million a year. Mark my right. words. Whether it's, oh, it could be, it probably won't be Kyler Murray. It could, uh, I just think that's uh, a, it's honestly Truman, like, no disrespect, but I just think that's a lukewarm take. I think that, uh, that, if that it's doesn't happen, I'll be shocked. Right. In the next, I guess in the next, I would say it's probably going to happen in the next five. I think that's a yeah. little hotter of a take because he's five mil above everybody else. But still, Dak and Deshaun getting there at 40. I mean, all you need is a superstar quarterback to come in. Another one along I mean, the lines if of Joe the Burrow pops off. I don't think Joe Burrow's the guy that's going to do it. I don't think anybody in this year's draft is going to do it. If he puts up 50 touchdowns at 5,500, we can see it. I think, yeah, I, it'll he, just be interesting. But if he if he has a Patrick Mahomes copycat, I think we might see it. Herbert will. That's an interesting take. Herbert could make a run at it if he wins the MVP next year or something like that. Oh, man, it's just so hard. I don't know, man. Mahomes has has had the benefit of getting to play terrible quarterbacks in the in the AFC West for so long, and that's why he's looked so good and had so much success. So it's gonna be hard for somebody to have as much success as Mahomes does, but. Uh, we are over our time on our NFL segment. We need to uh, finish up, the sh wrap up the show here. But, yeah, I think it, it will be interesting. I do think NFL contra quarterback contracts are broken. But in a weird way, I don't think it's Mahomes' fault. <laughs> as, right. As, I mean, as dumb like, as that sounds, because nobody got paid over Mahomes this, this cycle. And it'll be interesting and, and, to see if anybody does the next cycle. And, I mean, this was one of those things that, like, you know, I told you, you know, Mahomes getting, you know, $500 million 10 years. Everyone goes, yeah, that's, that's fair. Right. Like, somebody else would have given him that contract. Yeah. People Like, I, I've heard people say that people think that uh, Mahomes could have gotten more. Yeah. I, I, I think we all said, wow, that's a lot of money. But nobody said Mahomes got overpaid. Or nobody said Mahomes got fleeced. And that's a weird thing to think for the top paid player in the league at 45 mil. But right. That being said, uh, we're going to wrap up our sports stuff here. Uh, let's get into our top five, Owen. Owen, and this has been a top five that we have hyped, that you have been hyped on for a long time. Oh, yeah. I it, love this top five. This is actually that top five, Truman, when you had to go save your roommate that one time and we had to restart the show. Oh, yeah. You this did is this. what I did my uh, my list on. You did it. So you I'm did ready, man. List. I practiced. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, Owen, give me your top five rankings of fruits okay this is super difficult because so, there's by so the way, many good fruit by the way uh like uh you can't just say berries right you gotta go strawberries yeah, or yeah, blueberries yeah. or raspberries no, or blackberries 
or you yeah. know things along those lines. So yeah, we're good. We're good. Just we're just before page. we get going, all right, give me give me your top five for your own. Okay, so uh, first I got to start with honorable mentions. Okay, and they're the honorable mentions because one seasonality and two variants. So my two ones in my honorable mention spot are mangoes and strawberries. I know strawberries might be a little bit hotter take to leave out of the top five. But Truman, as we all know, whenever you go to Walmart, you know, or or Target or wherever you get your fruit to get your fruit, mm-hmm. mangoes, super tough to find a ripe one. Yeah. But absolutely delicious when they're good. Yep. Strawberries, hard to find ones where a lot of them aren't soft, but a perfect strawberry is incredible. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't not talk about those two fruits, but they can't make my top five because of that kind of you know, that wild factor, like, can you find a good one? Sure, sure. And so, starting off my top five, I've got I've got one that has to make everyone top five, or you're a moron, and that is the banana. Uh, while technically, scientifically, the banana is actually an herb, uh, it makes the top list because it's obviously a fruit. Shut up. Um, ben- wait, what's a technically an herb? The, ban- the banana is actually an herb. There's uh, Bananas are sterile, and they're actually a combination of two plants. Well, isn't it technically aren't bananas more fruits than – or more of, uh, more of a berry than strawberries are technically? Because strawberry seeds are on the outside, and technically that right. makes them when you less get, berry-like when you re- or whatever. Right. When you really get into it, there's a whole bunch of weird stuff about, like, fruits and vegetables and grains. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure you are correct that technically, technically if we're going to get super – fruit- yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Technically. But yeah, banana, super solid, goes in smoothies, amazing in smoothies. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one of the fruit flavors that you'll see everywhere. And a really good banana is really good. And another reason I put this on there is because I had a freaking incredible banana the other day, dude. Oh, man, it was perfect. So yeah, I did my number five spot, banana. Uh, And number four, I got my first controversial one. And I know you don't like this fruit, and you're going to be like, ah, but uh, that is the grapefruit. Big grapefruit guy. I think that I just it's personally and this is just off do you personal eat, do opinion. you eat a lot of grapefruits? Like cuz yeah, grapefruit I juice I think is not bad. I used to fresh I, I mean uh a legal drinking age uh in college me and our buddy uh John would yeah, uh, sit in our dorm rooms that. and play Rocket League on Thursdays and drink Everclear and and grapefruit juice. It was it was a, Solid combo. grapefruit juice is strong enough to cover the taste of Everclear, and it was yeah 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 it's good. I'm not a big grapefruit juice guy, but every winter I'll I'll buy up grapefruits, and that's why grapefruit's lower on my list is because mm-hmm. it's it's you can't really get it all the time. Sure. Um, but a really good grapefruit's really good. Put some sugar on there. If it's a perfect grapefruit, you don't even need any sugar. Mm-hmm. But I I do eat a lot of grapefruit. That's why it's on my list. I have fond memories of my grandpa. Uh, you know, he he had a he knew how to get the right grapefruit. He knew when fruit was in season and stuff like that. That's a, just a yeah. like a man thing or just a, an adult right. thing that I want to learn is how to you know because he knew man like he would open up the corn and be like that's good corn. And I'm like is it and like I do that and I think I know what I'm doing but I'm like is that good corn and stuff <laughs> like that and he was just like this is a good grapefruit and he like take it. he's like yeah just feel that and I'm like yeah it's a good grapefruit yeah but in he you know and, and he had some good grapefruit so i'm not here to hate on your grapefruit choice it's just it's definitely a tough one for a lot of people for sure for sure and i can understand that but mm-hmm. for me it's the number four uh number three i got the kiwi uh i know our buddy lane is uh insane and even eats the kiwi skin i'm here to tell you that i'm not that crazy uh i don't eat kiwis like an apple 
I'm not opposed to trying it because it might be an interesting texture. But I'm a big fan of the kiwi flavor. Goes once again goes great in smoothies. Uh, vital part of a fruit salad, and uh, a really ripe kiwi is really good. And that's my number three spot. At number two, I've got something that once again, if you don't have in your top five, you're a moron. And right. that is the apple. It's one of the most uh, versatile fruits. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different flavors, and I'd like to tell you guys now that I'm part of hashtag Fuji Gang. Uh, the Fuji Apple is the best apple. Uh, also, Ooh, uh, I like a Honeycrisp. I'm a big Honeycrisp. I can guy. understand that. I can understand. I that. can respect either one of those picks. If you pick Red Delicious, I think you're. I think you're. Yeah, no. If crazy. you pick Red Delicious, please stop listening to the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Apple is really good. Uh, also, special shout out to the Grapple, the Grape Apple combo. Uh, if you can find one, try one. They're really good. And at my number one spot. I, this was really hard, and I had to think long and hard about this. And I thought about like what fruit, at its peak, like has the highest ceiling for taste. And I came to this conclusion: it's the peach shrimp. Oh man! A really ripe peach at the man. at the perfect at the most ripe and perfect peach Ooh. beats every other fruit. Dude, you know you, you take I that was, bite. And I make, wish I was James and that giant peach, man. You know what <laughs> exactly. I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. You know, you, you, when you get that perfect peach and you take a bite, it makes that like like that slurping noise, and you're like, oh, oh. Yeah. oh and yeah. then you know the, the peach juice is really good. It's got a perfect texture, mm-hmm. and it's as delicate as a peach is. It's generally pretty easy to pick out a ripe peach because it's got that little bit of give, but not too hard, and it's got that really nice smell. The only downside to the peach is that it does. Uh, you have to eat them pretty quick after you buy them. They mm-hmm. don't they don't sit for very long. True, but at the, at, the, at the ceiling, the highest ceiling of the peach, I don't think peaches are equaled by anybody else. And so that's why peach is my number one spot. So out of my honorable mention spot, I got strawberry mango. Five, mm-hmm. banana. Four, grapefruit. Three, kiwi. Two, apple. And number one spot is the perfect ripe peach. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, all right. Well, that's not, not a bad list. Not a bad list there. Uh, for me, my top five. Let's get it underway. Uh, my honorable mentions... <laughs> You're not gonna like this. Oh, and uh, I have I have grapes. I love a good grape. I think no grapes are, are one of those things you snip off a bunch of them and then you just take them. I think they're really good. Oh I yeah. Think, I think they're I think they're one of the easier fruits to find in season, and it's one of the yeah. only fruits that well pre COVID, maybe not right now, but is one of those that where you could you could you could snag a grape at the store. You and snag like, a grape. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You, every adult you know that's like, am I gonna buy, buy this? Buy, this is. This is this a good bag of grapes? And they sneak a little grape, throw it in there. They go, oh, that's a good bag of grapes. And they buy that grape. And uh, Have you ever had the uh, cotton candy grape? No, yeah, I think it's a gimmick. I think they're overpriced. I don't think they ever taste like cotton cotton candy. Fair enough. I think they're pretty good. But, I mean, they don't like cotton candy. I just think they're good. Right. So, grapes are in my honorable mention. And, uh, I hate to say it, Owen, I put apples in my honorable mention. Oh, man. We had some people sounding off in the comments here. Oh, big shout out to Chase. He's got a lot of fruit opinions. Uh, again, I try not to always talk uh, talk about the chat while we're in the middle of the show because we put this on the Spotify and stuff like that. So I've been responding to him in the sure, chat. Sure. But uh, he he mentioned a couple that I was like, oh shit, and I knock out. I didn't knock out apples. I was like, oh man, I got to remove. All them. right, fair enough. Because I was like, oh, I f- totally forgot about those. But apples <laughs> are a lot of fruits, apples are for sure number six, speci- specifically sliced. I think I think sometimes oh, when they're yeah, when they're yeah. too when when it's the full full apple, eventually that's just a lot of work, and you can never you know you can't clean the core super well and stuff like that always, and it just takes so much time. I love a good sliced apple. 
give it to me. Yes, yeah, sliced apples and caramel. Exactly. A great, oh, yeah. a great combination. Fine. One of those healthy snacks that you love to eat. All right, on to my actual list. Number five, and this is, again, one of those that my grandpa could pick out and would just be like, oh, this is a good one. And then he'd, sli- he'd go home, he'd slice it up. It was incredible. Uh, cantaloupe. I love a good, mm. ripe mm. cantaloupe. And mm. I think for me, I think cantaloupes, I think that's my nostalgia pick for the fruit, li- for the fruit list. Uh, uh-huh. Is just, oh, man, I love good cantaloupe. My mom actually just, like hates it, like is almost like allergic to the smell of it. So it was one really? of those things where when we got it, we'd have to eat it quick. But, man, he'd pick the best fucking cantaloupes. Or we'd go out into the middle. You know, you drive 30 minutes outside Kansas City. You get out to one of those mom-and-pop farms. That's where we always bought the corn. Now that I think about it, that's where we always got the corn is we'd go to fucking middle middle, middle of nowhere, go to the side of the road to go pick out, you know, a dozen yeah, years corn of corn. Yeah, corn stands, dude. Oh roadside corn stands. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Roadside yeah, cantaloupe, like- even better. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I can respect the pick. I can respect it. Uh, so cantaloupe number five number four strawberries uh i know you talked about how hard they are and they are a little harder to pick but i still think a bad strawberry is still pretty dang good and uh i liked it i liked it a fair amount i like i like my strawberries i like them a lot uh i've learned that actually the stems aren't even that bad to eat honestly if you just get the leaves off there you can really pretty much just pop that whole strawberry in your mouth if it's if it's good enough uh, I know we always focus on like oh like people have those stem removers. Just be an adult. Eat eat, eat your greens. Uh, num- number three, uh, and and some of these and, and why apples are going to be on my top five and why I think for, they're on a lot of top five people's is that uh, is is that uh, like some fruits are just more portable, and so number three is the banana. Yeah. I love a good banana because you can just grab yep. it on the go. Oh, I need some fruit today. Boom, banana. That's great. Fucking yep. get on get on the way. Grab that banana. Uh, number two, and I think this is one of those where it's just the taste of summer. It's the number oh, and what's the number one taste of summer for fruit? I know which one you're going with here, Truman. What is because it? uh we talked about this before, best of the watermelon. Watermelon, that's right. Number two is watermelon. A good again, you gotta get the good ripe ones, and it's always very ripe, a lot easier in the summer. Uh but yeah, a good watermelon, incredible. Love yeah, it. I'll follow the list. The fruit's got a lot of A tier fruits, you know. With a with a five with mm-hmm. a five fruit list, you have to exclude some A tier fruits. Yep. yep. So watermelon's and, definitely up there. It's a good one. Interesting. We have some mango fans in the chat. And you know what? I I respect the mango choice. I think it's hard to find good mangoes in the U.S. Yeah, at times. it's really it's really difficult. That's why it was left out of my top five. But I, you know, I personally absolutely love mangoes. It is hard to find a really good Sorry. one though. They they followed up their mango their mango opinions by saying watermelon is D tier. Well, okay. All right. All right. All right. That being I said, we, I don't know if we're allowed to discuss I have a bit of a shocker anymore. here at my number 1. And huh. I'll tell you what, because I again had totally forgot about peaches, but I'd already changed my list once. Peaches probably would have made the list like the perfect peach, you know, is yeah, a, really again good. in the middle of the summer, go to the side of the road and in the middle of nowhere outside Kansas City, go grab yourself a a, a basket of peaches, incredible. Uh, but this is a shocking one. And again, this is one that is portability and it's just easy to grab. And I don't, I I don't think you'll think of this, but it's the Clementine actually Mm. a nice Clementine. I love it. Like, are we talking like a cutie or a halo? Yeah. 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 Those those that you can just peel with your hands when you're, when you're in a pinch, you know, somebody hands you, Oh yeah. Oh, fucking peel that off. You got, they come out in perfect little slices. You pop those in. It's like yeah. an orange without having to, you know, get the goddamn orange peeler out there and all that shit you got to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Number one, Clementines. I Yeah, I'm totally okay with that. Uh, 
your the smell of your hands after a clementine like really adds to the experience of the clementine. Somebody mentioned totally dragon okay fruit in the chat, Owen. Have you ever had dragon fruit? Uh, I haven't. Interesting. So I've never had dragon fruit either. I'm... I've heard it's good, but I've also heard that it's incredibly difficult to find. It's like it's like one of the most difficult fruits to find ripe, like mm -hmm. harder than mangoes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they also like, mentioned unless that... you're like, I'm pretty sure it's native to like South Africa, right? Mm -hmm. Or I think it's India, maybe. Yeah. One of those one of those rainforest countries. Yeah. Um. Somebody also mentioned that strawberry texture kills it for them. And I'm, that's very interesting. I don't know. I'm not a big. I'm not like a big texture, texture kills me guy, except for like squid. I'm not a big squid guy. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I like the strawberry texture personally. But. So yeah. So my, my honorable mentions were apples and grapes. Number five, cantaloupes. Number four, strawberries. Number three, bananas. Number two, watermelon. And number one, clementines. Totally fine with that list, true. I love totally it. Totally fine with that list. I love it. So let's do a little pop culture minutes and get out of here. But first, Owen, where could we find you at? Uh, you know, like we normal, hear more from every you. week for the uh, 27th time, I'll tell you. Well, actually, no, this is not the 27th time because I actually changed halfway through the show. But uh, Twitch and Twitter at twitch.tv slash domination7. Twitter at domination7. D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-7. Sorry. I think you stopped in the middle, the middle of that because you saw my face. The Islanders win 2-1 in a shootout. Yes, sir! Beauvillier. Who's, who's the scores? Beauvillier scored, Barzal missed, and Everly scored. Uh, the only one to score for them were Pasternak. Yeah, Pasternak scored for them. Uh, Marchand they missed on the third one, which is Oh, even, you even hate better. to that, see it. That oh, rat-faced yeah. bastard, yes. Uh... And, of course, I have been... Interesting that they trusted Everly, though. I know. I think Everly goes out there for shootouts a lot. It's funny because Barzal is absolutely awful at shootouts, even though he's got probably some of the most sauce in the league. Yeah, he is, he's kind of bad. I don't know why we keep him out there. Put Josh Bailey in. <laughs> uh, that being said, I have been Truman Steen, the Steam Machine. You can find me on Twitch or Twitter by that name, S-T-E-E-H-N-M-A-C-H-I-N-E. -E. We do uh, the Dom That's True podcast on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Central Time on my channel, and Owen's channel, and on Mondays at 7.45 p.m. Uh, Central Time, we do Grub Buds, which is uh, we, we taste new and interesting fast food items and talk about some weird news. And again, that's on my channel at twitch.tv slash Machine. I also stream during the weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, I try to, try to keep it out of the work week for the most part besides the podcast. But that being said, Owen, what's your pop culture minute about this week, Big Dog? Yeah, so I was thinking about this, and I thought, you know, since I announced uh, all of Twitter and Twitch that I'm going on a date this weekend, that I was going to talk about something that I think is pretty stupid and that society needs to stop doing, but unfortunately continued because of COVID. Mm -hmm. and that's the talking period. Oh. oh. Why, why do I have to talk to you for, like, three months before I go on a date with you? Like, I mean, like, I understand, like, for safety reasons, but, like, just set some ground rules where you're going to, like, the first date. Just go to a coffee shop. Keep it low-key. And if, if, you know, whoever you just took to the coffee shop's a weirdo, just don't talk to him anymore, you know? Like, you've got to, you've got to, you can't, because, because in today's world, there's a lot of weirdos. There's a lot of psychos. Right, but, there's a lot of. Right, but that's, but, okay, so, but I'm a big proponent of always going to a public place on the first date. Oh, always, for always, 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 sure, always. for sure, always, always go somewhere public, always. never. No matter who you are, guy or girl, public place on the first date every The time. guys that have enough confidence to, like, invite somebody over, uh, to yeah, uh, I don't know about that. to like to like cook for them on the first date. That's crazy that you'd have enough That's confidence insane. to go over. But yeah, I mean, I just think the talking stage. I don't. I don't necessarily think you need to cut it out because yeah, you don't want to waste your money and your time meeting somebody somewhere who's weird. But it doesn't need to be so long. We can cut down the talking stage. That and that and that's basically the end of my pop culture minute. I mean, just 
It doesn't need to be so long. But aren't you the guy that loves talking? Aren't you the guy that's talking to people in the drive through window? Didn't we talk about this? <laughs> I do love to talk, but I don't need to, like, if I'm talking to somebody for, like, you know, an extended period of time, I'm going to know pretty quick if I'm, like, if, you know, I want to, like, you know, flirt with this someone, try to date them. I'm going to know pretty quick if I like them as a person enough to take them on a date. So that's fair, that's fair. I, I don't need to do that for two months before I start dating. You know? Somebody in the chat says that someone, that someone almost killed them the first date that they went on at their own house. So that's very interesting. And he's a guy. So, I mean, a little role reversal for you there. Dang, that's right. Okay. Re-examine your biases. Uh, that being said, Owen, I did give you a hard time about talking to the drive-thru guy. But today I went to Arby's and I pulled up to the drive-thru window and the guy talked to, talked to me about how quiet my car was for a little bit too long. I was like, what are we talking Wait, about here, the, man? The, the, did because, you talk to you? Yeah, because I was driving my, because I because I drive the hybrid, and when that thing just rolls, like you can't right. hear it. So he was sitting, he had the window open, just leaning on the window, and he was like, he when he pulled up, he's like, dude, I didn't even think you were pulling up. He's like, is he just rolling up here? Because I couldn't hear your car. And I was like, yeah, it's a hybrid. It's just really quiet. He was like, yeah. And he told me about this Mustang he had that he had the person rev the engine for him and stuff like that when he was when they were just sitting in the, at the window next to him. Imagine having the Arby's worker tell you to rev rev the engine while they're sitting next to while you're sitting next to the window at arby's waiting on your beef and cheddar very interesting uh my pop culture minute of the week is uh you know what i'm actually gonna talk about arby's uh a lot of people released their fast food uh tier list today i had to i had to put my hot take out there and i think everybody hates on arby's just a little bit too much it's a little bit of a meme it's the same way i felt about almond joys i think everybody hates on almond joys because it's fun or it's trendy, and you haven't had an Almond Joy in forever. And I don't think you've been to an Arby's in a hot minute if you're hating on Arby's. I think you understand. Uh, Truman, I hate to tell you, but somebody in my just chat just said Arby's is ass. Arby's is not ass, dude. Arby's is incredible. Not only, <laughs> and, and again, you can be you can be upset. You can be upset about about the beef and cheddar or whatever. If you really want to be, somebody called it dog food today. I think that's silly. I think that is silly. I think the beef and cheddar is classic. I think it's so good, but, uh, but I, I, I think it's good enough. But what I will tell you is they've got euros. They've got Buffalo chicken sandwiches. They've got like market fresh sandwiches, which are probably the, one of the best healthy fast food options from like actual drive through fast food places. Uh, and the sides are incredible. The curly fries are top tier, top tier. Yeah. They are and the fries. potato cakes, people sleep on them. People sleep on the potato cakes. Also a top tier fast food side. And, uh, the Jamocha shake, the turnovers, the desserts are incredible. I, I will go to bat for Arby's every day. They're the best appetizers. You know, you're getting better mozzarella sticks than you're getting at Sonic or better, uh, stuffed jalapenos than you're getting at Sonic or whatever. I'm just here to tell you Arby's is good. And I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll tell it to anybody who talks about it. And because we talked on Twitter today, I had Arby's tonight. I got the, I got a, I got a lamb Euro. It was incredible. Oh. They have one of the best euros in fast food that I've ever had. I, I, it's not a very common item. And we're doing corned beef next week on Grub Buds. So I, I anticipate any any Arby's haters, I invite you to come on the podcast next week for Grub Buds. Eat corned <laughs> beef to celebrate St. Patrick's Day with us. Go get a Reuben from Arby's. Eat it with us. Talk about weird news. This is an open challenger to all Arby's haters. But Truman, I have to admit to you, uh, the first time I had a Reuben was from the hospital cafeteria back when i was working at north Kansas city very Dude, interesting i can only imagine that a reuben from arby's is probably incredible it's probably, it's probably incredible so because it's it's, so it's like roast beef but it's seasoned it's salted it's so dang good 
Oh, I'm yeah, so excited. I, I had never had a Reuben, and for whatever reason, my smart ass was like, I'm going to get one from the hospital cafeteria. And, it, dude, it was honestly good. So I can only imagine that one from, like, a restaurant that actually makes them is probably delicious. <laughs> All righty. With all that being said, I want to take the time to uh, thank Owen for being here, as always. I want to thank Aaron, of course, buddy. the guest who came on and talked to us about the Florida Panthers. And, of course, I want to thank you, the listeners, the people in the chat hanging out, the people listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts all the way through. If you've made it this far, we love you. We miss you. We'll see you <laughs> next week. <laughs>